Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me once again on this chapter of the day journey, which finds us in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. And it was verse 19 that resonated in the quiet with me this morning. It says, Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. Ecclesiastes 5.19. Today's podcast is entitled, Of Spirit and Paperweights. I can still remember a big glass skippy jar that belonged to my brother Tim. The lid was wrapped tight with athletic tape, and there was a slot for change snipped into the tin lid. It was filled with change, which in those days could go a long way. It sat there. For years, it just served as a paperweight on my brother's desk. For years, I saw that thing just sitting there. Years. Now, during those years, I didn't have a piggy bank or any such change jar. I mean, there was no point. Because if I had a dime, I spent it. That's a parable, by the way. It's also a confession that I was not great with money for much of my life. It was a lesson that ended up being a long, hard stretch for me on both the spiritual and physical levels. But learn it, I did. I mean, as a sincere follower of Jesus, I couldn't get around the fact that money and the spiritual implications of it was Jesus' number one subject. Really, not sex, not drinking, not drugs, Not politics, not church attendance, not attire. (laughs) Money, wealth, possessions, and their spiritual implications was numero uno on the top ten list of subjects that Jesus talked about. And for anyone listening to this who has not actually read Jesus' teaching on the subject for yourself, please know that it's completely opposite of those televangelists who twist it in order to pad their own pockets. Just a little side note there. So yesterday morning, I had the honor of kicking off what's going to be a six-week series of messages among our local gathering of Jesus followers about the economy of God's kingdom. And by the way, it's on the messages page at tombandwell.com. Talking about economics is always a tough subject from a spiritual perspective because money and economics are so intertwined with my life, my mind, my heart, and my spirit. And I believe that's why Jesus talked about it so much. I can live a good, religious, morally pure, upright life, but if I don't get the spiritual lessons of economics right, then I'm still hopelessly stuck in spiritual kindergarten. It seemed like a little spiritual synchronicity then that the sage of Ecclesiastes is talking about the same subject in today's chapter. What fascinated me is how it dovetailed what I spoke about yesterday. And what stuck out to me in the chapter is that there's this really interesting contrast. In verse 10, the sage warns of the spiritual trap that wealth creates because there's never enough of it. And the dissatisfaction and discontent of the perpetual more will eat a person's soul. In verse 11, the sage warns of the spiritual trap of limitless consumption because it is also never satisfied and it leads to a life in a movie called Wally. 
And in verse 12, the sage observes that there's a certain simplicity of life and peace of spirit that comes with having very little. Well, having much only adds increasing layers of complexity and anxiety, which robs life of sleep and peace and joy and goodness and contentment and etc. So wealth and consumption are spiritual traps that lead to bad places. But then at the end of the chapter, the sage observes what appears to be just the opposite. When God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. But I couldn't help but notice that the key ingredient in this latter observation is God. The wealth and the possessions flow from God. They are received and held by the recipient as the gift from God that they are, and they are managed with a sense of gratitude, contentment, and spiritual discernment. So in my message yesterday, I spoke about the spiritual lesson that I've learned, and learned the hard way, <laughs> that must precede any conversation about money itself. Interestingly enough, Jesus told one wealthy man that selling all his possessions and giving it to the poor was the one thing that he had to do. But Jesus had other people in his life, like Lazarus and his sisters Mary and Martha, who were wealthy, and Jesus didn't ask them to do the same thing. See, there's an important distinction in that that the sage is revealing in today's chapter. The wealth isn't the issue. The issue that precedes the money conversation is one of heart and eyes and worship. And you're welcome to listen to the message. Again, TomVanderwell.com, messages page, if you're interested in unpacking this more. By the way, on my dresser downstairs sits a large coffee mug full of change. It basically serves as a paperweight, and it's been there for years. I'm learning. I hope today is a day of learning for you as well. My friend, have a great one. We'll see you back here tomorrow.